Let What's something think. great that happened? Like you got a oh. super cute haircut. Oh, oh, you mean not related to like? Yeah, <laughs> I did get a haircut recently. Thank you for saying it's super cute. <laughs> but like, it's new Monica. Yeah, new Monica. Monica two point Welcome to the Prevet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino and continuing on our season five journey, our student season, we have Monica Suero joining us today. Monica, do you ever pronounce your last name like that? I never do. How do you pronounce it? Suero. Suero. <laughs> yeah. So Monica's on the show today to talk about her experiences so far in vet school, some surprises that she's had, how she's been resilient. So Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you. Is this your first podcast experience? Yes, it is. How are you feeling about it? Um, I'm excited. I'm just a little bit nervous. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. Um, You were also a part of our summer orientation experience, getting the class of 2025 ready for vet school. You're a new student ambassador, a congregator. So you have some involvement opportunities we'll probably talk about. But before we do, tell me where you went to undergrad and what was your major? So I went to Auburn University for undergrad and I majored in animal sciences pre-vet and I minored in public health. Your father's a veterinarian. Yes, and my grandfather was too. So did you always know you wanted to be a vet? Yeah, pretty much. My dad tried to do a really good job of like convincing me to not be a vet. I think oh, interesting. Yeah, it's like a grass is greener on the other side kind of situation uh-huh, of uh-huh. like other professions might be better than vet med, but yeah, my dad was always trying to convince me otherwise and kind of just kept coming back to vet med. And UF was not necessarily on your vet school radar. Talk me through that. Yeah, UF, I'm from Florida, so it's my in-state school, but I applied and I got in where I applied. So Mm -hmm. I had quite a few options, and I really liked Ohio State. And then um, UF, I just felt like I would only be going there for, like, in-state tuition purposes, Mm. which is probably not the best reason to, like, want to go to school. I mean... It's to a be good, fair, no, it's a, good reason, it's a but, great reason. Yeah, but I just felt like if I was forcing myself to go for like that purpose, mm. maybe wouldn't be like the best in terms of my positivity towards oh, the oh, decision. Oh, interesting, yeah. interesting, yes. Um, so I wanted to like explore the option of going out of state, um, but I did go out of state for undergrad, so I was not about to want to pay the amount of tuition. Are you glad you went out of state for undergrad? I am. I actually only went out of state because I didn't get into Florida for undergrad. Oh, interesting. Kind of like flipped the script a little bit. Yeah. And so um, I really loved Auburn. Like I could talk about Auburn forever. It was a really nice school. So you wanted to go to another vet school. Mm -hmm. You end up at Florida for in-state tuition purposes. Your family wanted you in the state of Florida. Yes. And then what happens? Um, And then I'm here. I move in. I was doing the DVM MPH. So I moved in um, over the summer to start the MPH classes and got into a car accident and started vet school um, with different circumstances than what I was used to for like 22 years of my life. Okay, so I find this super fascinating because a lot of times I feel like we listen to folks' stories who are overcoming challenges and obstacles and those maybe are challenges and obstacles they've had for a long time. So they were either born with a differing ability or they, um, as a kid, something happened, but you were like an adult woman killing it in school. Like you were doing well at Auburn, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You did great. You get into this car accident. You're about to do DVM MPH. And then like, how did that affect your experience so far at vet school? Because you're a second year now. How Mm -hmm. did that affect first year? 
super negatively. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be completely transparent. It was, like, a bad experience. And um, I definitely have come a long way since, like, that happened and since I, like, went through that. But definitely going through that was, like, the hardest experience I've ever had. It was something where for 22 years of my life I, like, really valued certain aspects of myself. Like, mm. like I don't know, I did really well in school, like, in undergrad. And so I had valued that in myself, like my scholastic abilities, like I could just learn things pretty easily and then, you know, hit my head in a car accident and had, you know, memory problems that weren't the best in terms of being conducive for school. Yeah. So these things that I like valued about myself were now gone. So I feel like I had um, a bit of a identity crisis when it came to starting that school. Sure. If you are... If you wake up every morning and you're like, I'm Monica Suero and I'm a good student and I'm able to absorb material, remember material, regurgitate that material, and now I can't or mm-hmm. it takes me longer or I have to do it in a different way. Like what emotion and feeling was that? Yeah, I was just like angry for a long time about angry. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. just and yeah, angry is probably the best word, but it was difficult to go through because I feel like I had a different sense of self and I had to like learn to put my self worth in like different aspects. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was it angry? Like, why did this happen to me? Or is it like, I'm just irritated that I have to do things differently. It was both. It was like, why did this happen to me? And also like, why did like, why this happened to me? And also the frustration of like having to do things more often than I would have to if it hadn't happened, like studying more more than I would have to. I mean, completely changed your life. Mm -hmm. I feel like as you're talking, I really relate to the eight areas of wellness, which is this like wheel and things on there, financial, emotional, um, physical wellness, intellectual wellness. And my thing is like, oh my goodness, this car accident would have affected every single area of your wellness. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure socially things change like yeah. you can't go out the maybe you couldn't go out the way you used to and do the things you used to yeah, do yeah no I know physical fitness what is important to you mm-hmm. and like you can't do those things right anymore or something right now you can't yeah. do them um so I mean it makes sense that it could it could completely affect your identity yeah it was just like frustrating like these things that I like enjoyed about myself or, like activities that I enjoyed doing before mm-hmm. were kind of like taken away and so it was difficult to go through that do you feel like if this had happened before you got into vet school, your entire application would look different because you'd be framing, like, essays around this experience? Probably. Right? Yeah. Because this is definitely, like, my life has been pretty easy up until that point. Like, yeah. I never went through something difficult. And then that was, like, one thing that was just a really big challenge to have to go through. You know what? And I think it definitely, like, changed who I am as a person. What I don't like about this is I don't like that you had no control over it. Yeah. Like, no. it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Not something you were expecting to, like, wake up on that day no. and now, like, change your whole life. And I, I think it's important for you to share this story for the students who have had something like that happen to them to hear, like, okay, there, here's how we're going to overcome it and we'll talk strategies that you've used. But also for students who, like, God forbid, this could happen to somebody. Yeah. Something, whether it's a car accident or just something traumatic that happens out of nowhere these things are going to happen. How are we going to move forward? So talk to me about like, what have your strategies been to get through first year, mm-hmm. embrace second year? Like you're, you're a leader on campus. Like what are you doing to help yourself through it? 
Um, well, I would definitely say like first year was a really big challenge of like the mental aspect of things. Like I went into it with just like a poor attitude in the sense of having to adjust to all of these like different um, like learning like capacities mm-hmm. that I've never had before. And so adjusting to that made me angry and then having to experience that was frustrating. So I think that like through that though, I learned that the remedy to anything is just having like a more positive attitude. So like, even if things aren't going well and like things are absolute rock bottom, it's just like trying to flip it into something a little bit more positive or something that you can still confer a benefit from. So like this experience taught me that I cannot put my self-worth into things that are like immutable, like mutable. Like if Mm. they are like able to change, Mm. you can't value that part of yourself higher than others. Oh my God. Yeah, because like so I so intense. No, I know, but like I had a really bad identity crisis of the sense of like, okay, these things that I liked about myself are gone. So like, what do I like about myself? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what I'm here, what I hear you saying, is there if the, I'm putting my value? Okay, let's say I put my value in being an athlete, mm-hmm. which I am not. But if I were <laughs> an athlete, that could change, right, in a second. And it does. I mean, you age and it changes. Oh, God, you're telling yeah, me. So I'm sure the aging is like a hard process for people who are really stellar athletes. As I told you earlier, I threw my neck out just sitting yeah. in my chair today. So, mm-hmm. yeah, aging is tough <laughs> for us athletes. So what what have you discovered doesn't change about you? What are some things that you can put value in? You know, like being nice to people, being generous, oh, oh, be, like things like that. Yeah. Then it's just like and you can always like work on those types of traits about yourself. Oh, of, so true. Yeah. I think that those are things that you can always like foster and work on Mm -hmm. and work towards Mm -hmm. I love this idea I want to go back to when you said that you were angry Mm -hmm. and what you found to be helpful is being more positive and and flipping the script however at the time when you were angry Mm -hmm. could you even hear positivity okay so then would we say that for folks who are going through this allow yourself to be however you're feeling for a while like just be angry if you need to be angry yeah no for sure and like that was the thing too is I feel like a lot of people kind of like I mean, you don't really get what somebody else goes through. No. And it's, like, really hard to be empathetic in those situations yeah. because you never know, like, what people go through. So it was difficult because I feel like a lot of people just didn't understand, like, mm-hmm. the frustration I had or, like, the, um, I guess, like, difficult adjustment after the accident. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that, like, even I didn't understand it. I was like, should I be moving on, like, from this? But, yeah, and it's like you have, like, months and months. There's of, no like, roadmap. Right. Ugh, road. Yeah, I know. There's no <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's there is no roadmap. So it is it's difficult because you have like these expectations for yourself. Yes. Of, like, should I be improving like more than I am at this point? And I think it's just like having grace with yourself of knowing that you're improving at the rate in which you're supposed to. Oh, Monica, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. It's even like even for a lot of folks at this age have gone through like a breakup. Let's oh, yeah. Say. And month one, month mm-hmm. two, year one, year two. Wherever you're at is where you're supposed to be because I've had people, I've seen people break up with others and they're like, I should be over it by now. And it's like, well, if you're not, you're not. Yeah. So for you with this car accident, your progression is going to be whatever it ends up Mm -hmm. looking like. And so it's been more than a year. Yes. If you're walking down the street, I would have no idea that Mm -hmm. you've been through something, but you're still having the effects of it. And I think Mm -hmm. that's important for us all to take a step back and how you're saying like fostering kindness and empathy and those things that we Mm -hmm. can value we just really don't know what someone's going through and even if it's been some time Mm -hmm. they're still going through it yeah and that's the thing too is like like you had said hopefully like nothing bad happens to anybody but bad things do happen and like in the four years that you're 
in vet school, that's like a long time to go unscathed by just like bad luck. Ooh, as so bad true. as it is to say that right. and like negative. But I mean, even if it's something like, you know, a car accident or like yes. a major medical issue yes. or even a breakup, it's still like a difficult process to go through and something bad will likely happen in a it's, four-year time span. Yes. Got to have a contingency plan. You, have to. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to have a contingency plan, even if I'm thinking about, I've known 10 classes at this point. Mm-hmm. From the class of 2016 to 2025, I have known 10 classes. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about all the faces and the stories and the students. And I can think of like multiple things that have happened to them. Even the students who maybe haven't had anything on paper bad quotes mm-hmm. happen to them vet school's intense yeah so even, even just going through vet school yeah like the daily stress of vet school can honestly that can be like pretty dramatic on its it own can change just, someone yeah. people I mean, change yeah because mm-hmm. i mean even if like nothing on paper bad happens you yeah. still have so many vet students who do have like you know mental health problems due to absolutely like, the imposter syndrome and things like yes. that so i think that like a lot of people will go through something you know challenging within the four years What other things have you done to help you through this and foster new, like your new identity? Who's the new Monica? Ooh, the new Monica, definitely a lot more positive. Like, I will be honest. I feel like it's one of those things that you have to, like, look at the right side of the situation. Mm -hmm. Like, what I went through last year, it was difficult, but, like, you and I have spoken about, if you don't go through a difficult experience in your life, you probably won't um, develop a little bit of a tough skin. I feel like that's, yes, yeah, that's something that, like, helped me is just knowing that, like, this is where I'm supposed to be at in life. And like, Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go through that and maybe something positive will come out of that experience. And I think part of that could have been just my mindset changed. Well, you know what I like about you too? You don't have the toxic positivity Mm -hmm. that I think is trending right now. And I don't find that you force positivity on others and you're still realistic that like bad things happen. I don't see you digging for like, Mm -hmm. let's find the good in it. It's like, okay, well, how can we reframe yeah um so that is important listeners yeah I think reframing that's a good way to put it Mm because it was like one of those things where I had to reframe it into like okay we'll be more appreciative that that car accident wasn't worse like what if he was going five miles per hour faster what if he was in a bigger like truck than a van right you know it's just things like that where it was having to like frame it into like let's be appreciative that like something worse didn't happen yeah showing gratitude Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm grateful that I'm still here I'm grateful I can still go to bed like I mean I know it could have been worse I mean I did consider taking a medical leave of absence so it's like well I'm grateful that like I kind of persevered through it okay yeah yeah just even things like that so I I think when you go through something difficult you have to kind of give yourself time to deal with the difficulty and just like have grace with yourself that you're going through it and then kind of at some point reevaluate the situation and think of like how far you came like that was another thing you got to yeah it was like like I mean I would wake up and not really remember what I did the day before and things like like, it was just a pretty bad situation but now knowing that I like come that far it's like okay well in one year I made that much progress and there's still progress to be made yes but it was like it was a nice benchmark to see like okay well I wake up and I know what I did the day before so that's good thank god yeah (laughs) let me ask you this Mm -hmm. are you a better person after the accident I don't know if I'd say better. I'm very different. Like, I think I I was a complainer before, I will be honest. <laughs> I, was, I was a big complainer. Well, then I think you're better. Thank you. I appreciate, as as one of my student ambassadors, I'm glad you're not, not a, complainer. a complainer now. <laughs> yeah. So I would say you're better after this. You've I hope. Gro- I hope you've grown so, as a person. Yeah, it's caused, like, a bit of maturity on my end.
We've talked about how you now have, I don't know if you still do, but at one point you had a different, some different accommodations for school. Yes, I still do. Okay. And how that helped you see students with accommodations mm-hmm. in a different way. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I, um, for like my whole life, I've never had accommodations before. That was something that like I honestly didn't even understand. I didn't really know who got accommodated. I didn't know why. Like I didn't really understand the concept of it. It was mm-hmm. just like foreign to me. So when I went through um, the car accident, like that experience, um, I am fortunate that I had like a physical therapist who really like noticed the cognitive problems that I was having and like advocated for me to mm. advocate for myself to mm-hmm. get um, like the DRC accommodations. And that was helpful in terms of like kind of getting to that point. But for a long time, I like stigmatized it in my own head sure. of um, like, OK, well, I don't really deserve this because I didn't grow up with something that caused me to have an accommodation. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of how I interpreted it was that you had to have something for like a long term sure. problem. Right. And to need that. Right. Yeah. That it was something that like you have had your whole life, that mm-hmm. that's like the only way to get accommodations or like the only thing that warrants it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, like that experience was interesting because I feel like I probably stigmatized it on my end. And so I imagine a lot of people do, too. I, I, yeah. I know that they do. Yeah. And I something we kind of talked about this about what did you say? Withdrawal. Withhold and project. <laughs> Withdrawal, withhold and project. There's something there to that, too, of, like, if I have a stigma about something and then that thing comes upon me, mm-hmm. it's going to be harder to accept. Okay, that's the thing is I'm glad that you said that. That's actually what my um, physical therapist, she was like, the reason why I got into DRC was because she specifically told me, she's like, you're just being too proud. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Like, yes. I have my whole life been, like, pretty high academic performer. And then yeah. this happened and I was like – I don't need accommodations. Right. It's like, Monica, yeah, you do. Like, your Things change. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it would be wise. You know what? We could consider that a bias. Mm-hmm. We had a bias against accommodations mm-hmm. because we didn't need them. Mm-hmm. And now we have to check that bias because now we do. So it would be great for everyone who's listening. Take a second and be like, what are some of the things that I judge or I'm proud about mm-hmm. or that I value? Because that would be a source of pride, too. And just check that because if those things disappear, right. we are going to have a really hard time being adaptable, flexible, and adjusting to the new way. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a physical therapist. Yes. Your parents are involved in your life. It kind of mm-hmm. sounds like you have a support system. Oh, yeah. Like Team Monica. Mm-hmm. Do we feel like that's something that's helping us get through all this? Absolutely. I think that like for anybody going through something difficult, like if you have a good support system, it makes it so much better. And if you don't have a support system, I feel like spending time fostering one and like trying to reach out to people and like kind of gain a support system is helpful just in the chance that something does happen Yes, because like you need other people in your life to like lean on. I love this idea of being proactive Mm -hmm. because I know there are a lot of students out there and I've, you know, as a former advisor, I've had so many students be like, I didn't want to ask for help and Mm -hmm. I didn't need help. But then when you do need help, it's going to be so much harder if you haven't already fostered all of that. So I love this idea of starting to grow these relationships early on before right. you need something like let's be proactive. Okay. So the the strategies that we've identified for folks who are either going through something or are just trying to prepare for when something does happen because it's going to. It will. Stay be po- learn to be positive. Mm-hmm. Have a support system. Mm-hmm. Learn to be grateful. I feel like that is a learned trait. Like you like it's not inherent. You have no. to learn to be grateful. Some for people are like Selena Rivera. Yes, that's true. She maybe was but born maybe grateful. she does like work on it. I don't she know. She might. Yeah. She might. She might. So like yes, you want to be grateful. 
We want to use accommodations mm-hmm. if we need them. Like find ways to be different, mm-hmm. to change change up our strategy. Other strategies that we feel like people might want and need, being an advocate for yourself. What would you say to someone who has either been through something traumatic that happened to them out of nowhere that they didn't expect, or maybe they've always had some challenges or obstacles going on, what would you want them to know? Mm, That's a good question. Um, You know, I feel like for a long time after the accident, I was like really, really angry. And like, I could not see it getting better, if that makes sense. Like it was something that it was like, I was so deep in like this hole of negativity and it took like a long time to crawl out of it. But like, you eventually do crawl out of it. So keeping that in mind because I I mean like if you told me that a year ago I would not even believe you but yeah. yeah it just takes time which I think everybody like knows to some degree but it's more difficult to like actually go through it absolutely I really love this idea of putting value in how we treat others mm-hmm. and how we treat ourselves because you're right our identity can change at any second yeah I really can I mean like I learned that the hard way it was it was difficult because I feel like I really really liked these aspects of myself and then it was like gone and I was just like okay who am I like that's so scary yeah no it it was the worst experience of my life but like I like you said like I think I've improved quite a bit from it so I think you're fabulous I didn't really know you before I mean I didn't know you before the accident I didn't really know you super type A (laughs) yeah I I like you a lot so I don't know that I would have liked the other Monica (laughs) not that that matters um but it just sounds like to me it sounds like great growth and I'm sure as you continue to move away from that date mm-hmm. you'll get to see even more growth and how it's benefited you and how it's benefiting others like sharing your story in the panel for the summer and on the podcast yeah I mean I hope it helps people it's just one of those things where like if you don't have a difficult situation that you've gone through in life you're going to at some point and like kind of learning how to deal with that yeah. is definitely important especially in like the four years that you're in vet school it's also like not even necessarily just important for like yourself and like you going through it you need to keep in mind that like other people go through difficult things that you have no idea about sure. it like I don't think a lot of my classmates knew about the like accident and things like that because I mean I just didn't really want to talk about it and when I did it would be like if I was embarrassed about forgetting something mm. I would like make a joke about it mm. and so for a lot of people I think that they assumed that it like wasn't serious because like if I would have like a memory issue I would kind of like try to make a joke to like move on from it because I was very embarrassed Mm -hmm. and so I think that for a lot of people like they didn't see that as like embarrassment or like shame it was just like oh like that's just a joke like no no big deal right yeah and so I think that for some people like it's just keeping in mind that everybody kind of uh presents themselves differently Mm -hmm. when they go through something difficult and like kind of I don't know not making judgments. Sure. And that's why I love this season so much is every time a student shares a story, it helps us consider others in a different way. It's just emotional intelligence. It's mm-hmm. interpersonal relationship intelligence that we're all learning. And uh, you're right. Everyone copes differently and presents differently. Mm-hmm. And we just have to give everybody grace yeah, and forgiveness mm-hmm. and positivity. Right. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Um, this, I really, I know this was the worst thing that ever happened to you, but I do love this story because I find it very Thank valuable. You. And so I'm grateful that you came on to share it mm-hmm. with our audience. And I, I know a lot of people will either relate to it or relate to it in the future. Yeah. When something happens. I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex Avellino and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>